All right, it's about to get wild. Welcome to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, the Rams and the Detroit Lions on Super Wild Card Weekend this Sunday night. I'm JB Long, and reporting as eligible to Marco <laughs> Farr and Maurice Jones-Drew. You know, that that still may be one of the best things that have ever happened in the league. What? Tried to trick the refs, and then you got bitten. It the butt backfired. Like, oh, That's funny. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Yeah. How, how good is this, though? DeMarco and I have been sitting here all morning talking Rams and Lions, and MJD rolls in. He's like, hey, don't rush me. Don't rush me into this weekend. I still have thoughts on week 18. <laughs> yeah, man. That's right, Go man. Ahead, Listen, get it off your chest. Uh, this is the thing. You know, being up in the Bay Area, hearing all the Niner fans, and to see them come out in the first couple drives with their starters – to see the Rams march down the field with their starting offensive line, but then reserves kind of built around everywhere else, that has to give you confidence, right? Not not yeah. necessarily um, for your starters, but confidence in, in the other guys that, that have stepped in and made plays. Like, I can go out here and play and compete against Tavares uh, uh, Ward or uh, Fred Warner. Ronnie Rivers had some great cuts in that game. The offensive line, they were firing off the ball, getting moving those guys off the ball. So, to me, you know, obviously, I've always – being a, I think we've been here almost ten years now, so mm-hmm. I guess I can call myself a Ram member. But Demarco once said, like Niner Week was very important, and in order for the Rams to get to where they want to, you have to beat the Niners. Mm-hmm. And the way they beat them this week or this past week was not a great. It wasn't a very like schematic offensive scheme. It wasn't a very schematic defensive scheme. It was effort and attitude. And you played the same type of football that the Niners normally play against you which I think has to put a little bit of doubt or fear up there saying, like, we kind of got beat up in this matchup, right? The defensive line got to him. The offensive line was moving guys around. And the Rams were able to come back and, and be physical in winning that game. That should be a springboard going into this, this this wild card round to play a physical team, right? I think I said that on the broadcast that this, this game, this Week 18 matchup, is going to really see if you're ready to go up and play a Detroit Lions team if you win – that wants to be just as physical as the Niners. Definite lift. Anytime you beat San Fran, it's huge, especially as a Ram. I mean, it's a, it's a deal. I mean, to get to where you want to go, you got to go through them. There's no way around it. So, yeah, it's kind of a misnomer when they say that the 49ers didn't play their starters. They did. They didn't play their stars. Of course, McCaffrey was out, but there was a lot of starters out there. More than the Rams. Same yeah. for the Rams, absolutely. So they went up there and took it to them and won. And it's crazy. We were all thinking, we're always thinking win before the game, but not so much last week. We were thinking stay healthy, right? Yeah. And then a game broke out. And then <laughs> since you're in a football out. game, might as well win the darn thing, right? That's right. that's how it, that's how it felt. Ten looks better than nine. Yeah. And it made this moment possible, which is now a trip to Detroit. We're going to talk a lot about Goff and Stafford. We're going to compare the coaches. There's so many rich storylines. In fact, I think I've had as much fun studying this matchup <laughs> as any since at least the Super Bowl. That's why I wore my Super Bowl sweatshirt today intentionally. Nice. Because I haven't had this much fun thinking anything except Rams and Bengals. That's the most recent one. But also because of what you said. At the depths of three and nine, we sat here on this show and said, give it one more week. Just wait and see if they can beat Seattle. Then they did. And then as that December month wore on, we said, hey, you know what? Eight, nine wins, not high enough. Elevate your expectations. Mm. Go to San Francisco and win. And they did. So now that you're in the dance, you tell me right here and now, which one of the other 13 teams do you think the Rams can't beat with four good quarters? Mm. Uh, uh, dude, I don't. Listen, you're look a tough at, out either way. Look yeah. at the one seeds in both conferences. Yeah, yeah. Your last loss and your only loss since the bye in overtime against the Ravens. In Baltimore. And your last on a game. Punt return. Your yeah. last game. I know Purdy, I know McCaffrey, I get it. But also Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and Aaron. Kyron Donald, Williams. Kyron yeah. Williams. Only in retrospect can you appreciate the way this schedule played out. 
And I think the springboard that you, you pointed out is accurate because guess what? Just like in 2021, when Von Miller put that Lombardi replica in the Rams locker room, right here, right now in this facility, the real Lombardi is there. And I think that's where the Rams properly <laughs> have their sights set. The properly real Lombardi. Have their, yeah. <laughs> you, you're not going to get many more chances in the postseason uh -uh. with McVay, Stafford, Cup, Donald all together. I hope they're back here this this next season, but that schedule in 2024 is daunting, right? Yeah. And a lot of things have to go right. So now that you're here, why set your sights any lower than the Lombardi is my question this week. I, to me, it's it's you just want to get in the dance. And I, and I think that's the whole season is about getting better, figuring yourself out, scouting yourself, and then just getting here. Because once you get into the dance, anything can happen, right? I just want to – like I think on our – well, not I think – when we interviewed McVeigh, we just want to take a shot at it. Mm. I love that attitude. Like we weren't even supposed to be here. We just want to see what we could do. Let's just figure it out. Shoot your shot. Like there's that element where it's house money. Yeah. And house money is a dangerous place to be. <laughs> it's a dangerous place to be because no one expected the Rams to be here and they're yeah. playing loose and they're playing free and they're playing confident. But at the same time, I don't want to wait for next season no. to I, I, get a better seat or a better I matchup. do like the fact that they're talking about it. I mean, it was always taboo for us to talk about Super Bowl. U2 playoffs, because it was always one step at a time. Right. I like the fact that they put the carrot out there, that this is actually possible for this football team. How many victories do you need to become champion at this point? Four more. Why not put it out? For this group especially, I think you should put that out there. I think that was a great move, a very bold move. All right, let's get to some news and notes, both here at the facility and around the National Football League. Injury report first. You look at how the Rams and the Lions approach Week 18. McVay and the Rams said 6-7 seed, not our problem. Detroit, Dallas, not our problem. They held back their starters, came through that relatively clean. Jordan Fuller is probably the question mark. And there's another parallel to 2021 when Jordan Fuller went down late in the season and Eric Weddle came out of retirement. But that's mm. for another, another conversation. On the Lions side... They went and chased the two seed, even though I think it was improbable at best that Dallas was going to lose at Washington. And it may have cost them Sam Laporta and Khalif Raymond, one of the great tight ends in the league and one of the more dangerous return men in the National Football League going into this weekend. Well, you got to think, when you talk about the one kryptonite or issue with the Rams is special teams. He wouldn't have played. If I was if I was Detroit, like Khalif Raymond, we – if this thing pans out the way, you have to always see the forest through the trees as the, the, trees of the mm -hmm. coach. And I feel like the one is – and I don't want to say it's a problem because I think uh, Dan Campbell does a great job of motivating his guys and he's in it. Oh. But sometimes he's in it, right? Like that two-point conversion against Dallas, like, dude, the football guys gave you three times to say <laughs> kick this field goal. You know, like, like this extra point. The football guys were sparing you. Like yeah, yeah. you tried to be funny. You tried to be slick. We're going to spare you. Trying to kick in the front yeah. door. <laughs> yeah, like, this yeah. going to overtime. You guys have the momentum. You should be ready to roll. And I think sometimes that may that kind of gotten him in trouble. And so I think in this Week 18 game, it got, like, you lost. I don't know who would have covered Sam Laporta on, on the Rams. Rams who had a hard time defending tight ends this year. And then the Rams special team struggles with returners. Mm -hmm. You let Gunnar Oleski go crazy with the Giants, and now you have uh, – this is Khalif Raymond, who is a super explosive running back, yeah. like gadget guy, like very close, close, more closer to Tyreek Hill in the return game than anyone else in this league, and he's banged up. And so you just got to kind of. I, I always, I used to always, I love coaches. I say, look, rest and health is number one. And McVeigh has been one of the the mainstays of saying, if we win the injury report, we have a better chance of winning the game. Right. 
you're going to figure that out now if you're Detroit, that if these two guys can't battle back and play or, or not be close to, you know, whatever, if they do play, yeah. they're not 100, it's going to be tough. If I had a choice, I'd rather have Laporta be out because he's your safety valve for Jared Goff. Oh my I mean, if you get pressure on Goff, you know it's pretty much over. That's going to be a sack or a pressure. He's going to dump it. So as long as he doesn't have that safety valve, that means he's going to have to hold it, which means you have a better chance of beating him. And for the most part, I know this sounds crazy with the season we've had, but a punt returner can only hurt you once, maybe. You know what I mean? Laporta can keep hurting you for four straight quarters, if that makes sense. It's red zone yeah. to me, and it's third down. Yeah. And when you look at how the week has changed for the Rams and the Lions, no question if Detroit doesn't have Laporta, they're worse in the red zone and on third down. Yeah. Meantime, I, I went and looked. Cooper Cup has had to play 61 snaps since Christmas, since the win over New Orleans. He had to play one full game in New York. So what if he's as healthy and as fresh and as dynamic as he's ever been? I appreciate the fact that Puka Nakua got the Rams to this point. I really do. Mm. But I think from here on, the Rams go as far as nine and dime take them. You know mm. what I mean? No, I, I, <laughs> I agree. I, I, so I think we talked about this maybe like a month or two ago about having two number one wide receivers. I think Puka is going to start – you're going to start to see a lot of coverage shifted towards him, which is going to allow Cooper Cup to get a lot of one-on-ones. And it's kind of like there's no way. I'm telling you, you can't do that. You, well, that but then, but then, I so know. Then, so then, you who are you going to double? That's what it's a problem, so right? That's, so that's what I think. There's no way in the world you're going to let Cooper Cup, a Super Bowl MVP, go go single, man on man. You, or, why, okay, so man, you, okay, okay, so yeah, you yeah. rather the guy that just broke the rookie record that's been going in the life since 1950? Either way, it's great for us, right? Right. That, yeah. That's what if I. If you double him, he's going to burn you. If you double him, they're going to burn you. So it's it's a problem. But there's no way in a pressure situation you don't you don't cover Cooper Cup. But the thing is, we've been in pressure situations, and I've seen Stafford yeah. go to Puka. Sure, I'm just talking defensively speaking. But, but that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's if you're Aaron Glenn, single blocked in the you, middle. If, yeah. If you're Aaron <laughs> Glenn, which, who's one of my teammates in Jacksonville, yeah. who do you double? And in, in that third and four, I'm gonna. I would double Cup. I would double the guy that's done it on the big stage. Okay. I, yeah. knew, I knew he couldn't make it five minutes without talking matchups. Hold on to those <laughs> yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Hold on to those. There's Let's just no clean way. up some other news and notes real quick. Yeah. Because since we all last sat down together. Nick Saban. Oh my God. Oh my God. Pete Carroll. Oh, Unbelievable. That was a shocker. Bill Belichick. How much winning? I knew that was coming. I knew that those was three coming. Three names right there. Wow. Wow. I mean, the wow. Seahawks, of course, on the Rams schedule, but next year's trip to Foxborough, no Brady, no Belichick. Unbelievable. What football world will we be living in? A different. Yeah. A, a, a good one for me. One that didn't, doesn't have nightmares. I mean, I'm sure you. What? Have. Of Belichick? Yeah. No, no. I have, that's the, that was the other team. Oh, you no, were, no, that that was, was the other squad. Yeah, you yeah, were solid. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was on I'm TV. Just, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I was t- I was in the car with my son and one of his friends, and I was like, you know, it just wasn't fair at times being in the league playing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just wasn't fair. Like, you would have to play the perfect offensive game plan to beat them. Oh, I thought you were saying because their division was so bad they got a free first round. Oh no, I'm just, no. Well, wow. that too. But but also like you got to think like. Every year you went into Foxborough to play them. I played them multiple times in Foxborough once in the playoffs. We played a perfect game until, what, like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then they ran off with it. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It just All three guys are gone in the is, same is week. Is Pete done coaching, though? Because his press conference was a little Officially, different. Officially, yes. But unofficially, heck no. I think he he's might gonna, be moving upstairs. I, th- yeah. I think he's going to leave. I think he's – because he, he – He's too. I, you know, we've all. Pete's going to be in a nice little suite watching football games. No, y'all watch, watch. He's not going to be able to do that. Anywhere. He's not going to be yeah. able to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to hit a nerve here, but the Rams played a unique role 
in bringing down that era, no right? Doubt. Russell Wilson first, oh. Pete Carroll eventually. Uh, but now, no, no, wait, no, not the Rams. Really, one guy, Aaron. Fair enough. <laughs> Aaron well, smashed all their quarterbacks. Well, yeah. No, and, and then Sean and that offense. Yeah. That 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 one. There was that one game in Seattle. Forty nine. Yeah, it was like forty two. Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that game. Woo. Taking the torch. Not that game. It, ripping it. Up yeah, that game was kind of what brought. It was like we got to start figuring out. First time the heckler in the corner actually shut up. The one in Seattle. You know I'm talking about. First time the one that he has that guy. Yeah, Yeah, when he's quiet, you know it's a butt whooping. Uh, To take this now to Rams and Lions, uh, two of the leading coaching candidates in this cycle: Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions; Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. What better job interview than prime time wild card playoff football? Wow. how I think they're both going to get jobs. So they're going to get interviews. So how does this work? So if Raheem Morris in this defense goes up there and shuts him out, right? So how do you hire him based on that? Your last job, yeah. you got shut out. They're not going to. Or vice versa. If he run, if, if Jared Goff and, and the Lions run up and down the field and you got to interview off. The, it's a big week for everybody. Really? In, oh, absolutely. It's I, huge. I, I think, you got to sell that to your fan base. But, but it's, it's yes, yes and no. You have to look at the – so this is the thing. This is what I believe. If you're an owner, you have to look at the body of work, right? Right. The body of work is going to tell you everything more than anything. If you're Raheem Morris, you only could name Aaron Donald on the defense that has been a guy. Like obviously, Kobe Turner's getting a, a lot of a notoriety for being defensive rookie of the year and having all those. But no one knew who he was to start this season. So you have a, a body of, of work. Yeah. Right. But then in Detroit. For draft and development. You got to think. Yeah. Dan Campbell called the plays two years ago. Yeah. And then barely handed the ball. And then they exploded when he handed the playbook over. So, uh, yes, it, one game isn't going to, like, de- deter what's going to go. It may get the fan base a little riled up. But if you're if you're Ben Johnson, look how many teams need quarterback help. True. Right? The Chargers, Panthers, Falcons. Right? Patriots. Patriots. You yeah. got all these. There's a bunch of, there's eight jobs. But this is the kicker. This is the kicker to Raheem Morris that a lot of people don't know. He was an offensive coach for mm-hmm. half his time in the league. Yeah, I, I don't want to I don't want to say you're not hiring yeah. Raheem for his scheme. You can, yeah. but I think Raheem's best selling points, the reason why he deserves to be a head coach, like I'm gonna get through my top five before I even talk about scheme. Right. He, he's just a great leader, a great person. He elevates your whole organization, I believe. I don't know Ben Johnson well enough to say the same of him. But I'll be shocked if Ronnie Morris doesn't get hired. They do. They well, speak well, highly. Think, Raheem, There's a lot going down in coached, Detroit this week. Well, yeah. this, the, what I what I also love about Raheem is he coached Julio Jones. He's coached big time. He coached Josh uh, Freeman in Tampa. Like he's been a head coach before. That's what a lot of people fail to realize. A long time ago, he was a young head coach. He's learned. He understands. I think you bring if to me you bring him in because he's a leader of men, and that's what most people need. And he knows who to hire underneath to go. But my only problem is this. One, my New Year's resolution what? seems like it's going out. That we're not going to stay the same. Anything. You well, want to retain him. I want to come back home. Yeah. Come on. Right? But this is the other part. <laughs> Don't root against Raheem. Who, no, I won't. I'll never do that. But who does he take with him? Because well, that's always the kicker. There. Come on. No, I'm just being honest. Like, <laughs> if we're going to talk clear. about the coaching hire, okay. let's go beat Detroit first. On to the Jake yeah. McQuaid revenge game. <laughs> no doubt. Wild card weekend oh in God. Detroit. First time Ford Field has hosted one of these. Yeah. First time in Jared Goss' lifetime. That the Detroit Lions are playing host to a playoff game. How good is this? Awesome. And the guy that's going to put out the lights is Matthew Stafford. How 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 just awesome is this? It's wow. The script, man. This is what they Couldn't wanted. Couldn't beat it. Yeah. I, you know, and look, uh, I root for Jared. We all do, right? Yes. We love Jared. Jared is, he was our quarterback for, took us to a Super Bowl, of course. But when you think about matchups over the weekend, guys you don't want to see or guys you want to see first, I would want to see Jared in this matchup. 
if you get pressure on Jared, you know the game plan against him. If you get pressure on him, you can win this football game. You get pressure on Hurts or other guys, that's just half the problem. But Jared, you blunt that rushing attack. You force it onto his shoulders, you'll have a great chance of beating them in Detroit. I, I think, that is the game plan. I think that's where the Rams had the, the advantage of the game. They understand Jared. Yeah. Where the Detroit Lions, they don't know Stafford. It's not the same coaching staff that Stafford had. Right, so Stafford's not the same Stafford he was last year or in 2021, exactly. for that matter. But this staff knows Jared inside and out. They Sean knows how to get to him. And I'm sure they've had conversations of what and we all know. I mean, you watch the games. Interior pressure throws him off a ton. Obviously, that's why Aaron Donald and Kobe Turner become a they, big issue. They do a great job protecting him, though, with that run game. Yeah. That's the issue. I mean, you're going to have to fight to get in an, in an obvious passing situation. I love their O-line. They do. They're they nasty. brutalize people. Yeah. They are absolutely nasty. So they do a great job protecting Goff by running the football. But if you do stop them and get them in obvious passing situations, I think the Rams have a chance to get to him. And if you do, done. You know who they played last week? The, the lines I'm talking about. Yeah. The Vikings. Defensive coordinator, Brian Flores. Oh, boy. He chopped him up. I give Jared a lot of credit. You know what? No, no, hold on, hold what? on, hold on. <laughs> Miami. Yeah. I think was the beginning of the end, or maybe the end of the end, Zero of Jared Goff as a Ram. Yeah. Four turnovers lost into his starting debut. No business losing that game. But it, it, it hits a chord for me that he played really well against that defense last week. I think it's just one indicator of the progress that he's made, the way he's grown up in Detroit, the way they've built around him. So I'm impressed. What I'm were impressed. you going to say? They didn't really zero blitz him oh. like that, though. Hold on, hold on. They, they <laughs> yeah. blitz more than like almost any game they, plan in the modern era. They but, came after him, just not with zero. Yeah, it wasn't okay, zero fine. because yeah. of the rushing attack, right? The rushing attack is what nah. – that's the, that's the kicker to Detroit. But I, I think you're exactly I'm right. I'm just saying like yeah, yeah. Vic Fangio and the Bears, Bill Jel Belichick oh. and the Patriots, Brian Flores off that tree. Like, No, you're listen, you're exactly right. I, I, I personally got a chance to go to Detroit and watch Jared play the, the Denver, Denver Broncos on a Saturday night game. Game. Might have been the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. One, which tells me until this Sunday. Well, until this Sunday, it's going to be. It's going to be. I'm just get ready. Have the little. Be ready to go. It's, it's going to be loud, raucous. Yeah. But yeah. The, but the other thing is this: talking to him after the game, it's just a different Jared, right? It's like you know you have to go through something to really figure out who you are and what you want to be. And, and obviously the trade situation, ending up in Detroit, starting off the way they started off. And then fighting their way back, they have a different. He has a different confidence about uh, himself, and I and, and and I it shows when you have to go against, you know, you had to get his heart broken yeah. to put out a good album. Hey, listen, man, you got to. <laughs> he been in the gym. You ever you ever worked out with a guy that just got in a breakup? Oh yeah, that's the worst guy to work out with. Like he like you have all this time on your hands. Like, go hang out. Bench. Like yeah, yeah. he's in there lifting four hundred pounds. Like I feel like that's kind of what's happened to Jared, and so. It's going to be an awesome time because he still has that feeling of he wanted to be here. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants – no one ever wants to leave. Like, you wanted to play for the Rams your whole life. I wanted, I wanted to be to with them that yeah. Super Bowl against Belichick. You just can't sometimes. Right. Yeah. And so the same thing with me. Like, you always want to stay where, where you were you were drafted, but I, you always have that – you know, and so I, I, I believe that he's matured a ton. I just don't – I just don't like if when I look at this. If you could build an offense that would get the most out of Jared Goff, they did it, it would be Detroit's. They did. They're, they're running the daylights out of the ball. They have a really good receiver on the outside and a great safety valve if Laporta plays. So this is how you win with a Jared Goff. Now, the difference is if the Rams can go in there and take care of business against the run and force it onto his shoulders, uh, like you said, with a zero blitz, if you get to Jared, you got to Jared. 
If you get to Stafford, eh, it's a different deal. Maybe he gets the ball out. Maybe he wings it. It's a different deal. Should we hear from him? Yeah. All right, let's listen to the featured quarterbacks in this matchup, and then we'll react to who does this game matter more to. Not really, to be honest with you. I was locked in on trying to do what I had to do to kind of help us get to where we wanted to be. Um, Like you said, when we did clinch, um, there was a lot up in the air, both what we could control and what we couldn't control, so there's no reason to let your mind go there. Um, and treat it like every other week, right? You figure out who your opponent's going to be, and, and then you go prepare and try to play as good as you possibly can to help your team win. Obviously, there's a personal connection there, and um, they're not just for me, but for a lot of our players and, and some of theirs as well. But um, no, I think you know I so badly want to win a game for this city and win a playoff game for this city that hasn't had one in so long. We had a home playoff game for the first time in so long, and um, that's so much more important than. Um, Anything personally for me, I want to be a part of this win and uh, do my job the best of my ability. Oh, the NFL script writers were busy with this one. First time in league playoff history that both starters will be facing their former team. And even if there was another instance, which there hasn't been, this one's unique because they were traded for each other. Weird. Three years ago. Wait, this is the first time two quarterbacks are facing their former team in the postseason. Unbelievable. And how about this? The Lions are winless in the playoffs, 0-7 in Jared's lifetime. Like, their last playoff win was two years before Goff was born. (laughs) And so when you talk about, like, who's feeling the weight of the world on his shoulders, not that Jared can't handle it. He's done this at Cal. He's done it in L.A. He's done it in Detroit. He's built for this. Don't get me wrong. But who faces more pressure this weekend? Jared. Gotta be. Matthew looks. He's got to defend, defend the house. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like Stafford had the 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 weight was on his shoulder to win the Super Bowl. Right. Right. Like yeah. he had this big and trade, strong. all this stuff. Yeah. yeah like, I'm right. Yeah. All like that was the way. Now, like you, we talk house money. Hey. Wait. We're back. If remember your competitive days, right? Well, I, I still got him. Can you let Matthew Stafford walk in your no. house and oh, beat no. you there? Oh, no. no. There's no way he's sleeping the night before this game. There's no way. I, I, Matthew? No, Jared. Jared. Oh, okay. You cannot let Matthew Stafford walk back into, into Detroit and beat you. But I think how yeah. that rests with the Detroit locker room is going to have a big determining outcome in this game. Like, are they playing like they're white-knuckling and they got to win it? Or are they supremely motivated in a way that the Rams are just going to have trouble matching now because of what you said? That's what I hear. They do have Jared's back. They oh, love yes. him there. They are going to go to the wire for him because of what we said. They can't let that happen because of how much they love their guy. Think about it if it was the opposite way. We're playing a playoff game here, and Jared's coming back here. Everybody on this team would say, I got Stafford's back. That's how they feel about Jared. This ain't going to be easy. No. Not at all. This is going to be a whole lot of fun to go up there and do. I think it, it, it reminds me of uh, burning the boats, the Vikings. When the Vikings, the old, the historically, the Vikings used to go and attack someone they'd burn their boats because they said the only way we're going back home is they're taking theirs. Like, yeah, yeah. like it's a little extra motivation to go in. And and when you – if you're the Rams, you're saying, we got to have our guys back too, right? We got to go – we're going into a hostile environment, right? We've already seen kind of the stuff that play out in the media, like nowhere, no one wears Stafford jerseys. And then, Love you know, that. like yeah. – but Stafford's like, look, I get it. I'm the bad guy. And every now and then to be the villain, you know – Remember uh, when Dark Stafford's yeah. coming out this hey, time? Venom. Remember when Deion Sanders went back to Atlanta? Oh my gosh! Pick uh, pick six. And what did have he say it. before the press conference? This is my house. I built this. That's how Stafford's attitudes needs needs to be. And if there is a box left to check for him, it's doing the one thing he couldn't do for a dozen successful seasons huh. in Detroit when he became one of, if not the greatest quarterbacks, certainly statistically in their history. But was just zero for three. Couldn't play beyond Wild Card Weekend. Now he's got the chance to do that at Ford Field. Come on, and put the lights you, out. You got that. That may be 
one of the most cruelest things to do. Cold blooded. It, if just it shut the party. You go in, hey, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta wink on the way out of that as you get out of there. Yeah. Gotcha. Kick over the DJ booth. Yeah. Party's over. (laughs) (laughs) Unplug everything. All right. We're going to be talking quarterbacks from now until Sunday night, including on Sunday night. Can I take you in a different direction? Yeah. I challenged each of you off the air as we were preparing for this to give me your three most important Rams. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Not at the quarterback position. Not named Matthew Stafford. But I'm going to even switch it up here at the very end. What if we did it draft style? Because I bet we have a lot of the same men on our minds here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Demarco, you're gonna get the first pick. MJD, you go second. I'll All go right. third. Let's just go around. I got around three the guys in mind. Okay, you can I have to draft. Pick one, pick one at a time. I can only pick, pick one. one. Okay, one who's okay. the first overall? Okay, that's uh, pressure. I put yeah. the pressure. On okay, you. so we just pumped it up. It's gonna be crazy in there, right? First playoff game in how long? Thirty years. Thirty years. Matthew Stafford's coming back. This and it's a night game. Yeah. This place is gonna be crazy, right? Who does that benefit the most? Aiden Hutchinson. Their pass rusher. Oh. So the first guy on my draft is Rob Havenstein. You That's where him. he lines up the you most. Did I take him? Yes. <laughs> Look, that is going to be game number one no right there. The only thing that matters. The guy that can ruin the party is that guy. The guy that can stop him from ruining the party is going to be Rob Havenstein. So I'm picking him. Would yep. you settle for Alaric Jackson on the other side? No, 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 no. I'm going to go. I'm going to go different. But I'll, I'll say I'm just going to add on to that real quick. Be ready. Be prepared for that inside spin move. Oh, that that it, it, he's gonna get you with speed. Then that inside spin move is coming. So gotta be ready for that. I'm sure they'll they have a plan for that. To me, I'm gonna go in the trenches. Too. I'm gonna go Bobby Brown. Yeah, we saw it in the Niners. That the way he was able to handle guard to guard is gonna be so important in this game because that's where David Montgomery runs. I know we want to talk about Gibbs and what he's able to do, but Montgomery's a workhorse. You have to hold down from guard to guard. If you if you don't allow those guys to run there, you will win. You will have a great chance of winning this game. To me, Bobby Brown has to have a huge day. Is it Frank uh, Ragnow? Ragnow, yeah. Oh, he's good. He has to dominate him. He's so good, I hate him. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like there's there's certain guys I've talked to some D tackles. They like there's certain centers you're just you just don't that like. Means I love it's you. the short, stocky ones that kind of yeah. because you can't get underneath them. Bobby Brown has to dominate him. That's a great pick. That's an off the radar pick. Uh, my game, I get to break the rules and rewrite them as we go. By picking third, I'm going to go coaching staff, and I'm taking Aubrey Pleasant. Ooh. Ooh. Revenge game. Revenge game. Ooh. He left the Rams. He went to Detroit. Didn't go great. He's back with the Rams. It's been beautiful again. And the reason I'm focused on him is because I think whichever secondary has the better day probably wins this game. Both teams run the ball well. Both teams stop the run well. Both teams throw it at an elite level, and both secondaries have had some porous problems, right? Like the Lions in particular, I know they're getting some pieces back, but they've been destroyed by Dallas and Minnesota these last couple of weeks. So who's stopping Amon Ross St. Brown? Yards after catch leader in the National Football League. Chip on his shoulder the size of Detroit, right? He knows all 16 receivers drafted ahead of him coming out of USC. <laughs> That's bitter. I he got it. snubbed in the Pro Bowl. And it. who snubbed him? Who got in his way? Puka. Puka, Puka Nakua. Yep, this is going to be right. a full-time job. Yes, sir. So who can cover him on this team? Raheem Morris. <laughs> That's your second that, pick, that, Raheem Morris? Oh, my second. Uh, okay, I'll go Raheem Morris because that is going to be an issue. Like, how do you force this game? How do you expose Jared Goff in this football game? Really, I mean, is it is it scheme? Is it going to be just your Johnnies and the Joes? You're going to depend on Aaron Donald. So at some point, it's going to come down to these key situations and either blitz or fail, rush or drop. That could be the key to a win or a loss. So I'll, I'll go ahead and pick Raheem Morris. That's a good choice. Uh, but there's no way you are going to guard Brown, St. Brown by himself. There's no way. 
No way. He's one of the better yeah. receivers in this league. Are we leaving Aaron Donald to MJD, or are we just mutually agreeing that, like, just like Stafford got yeah, taken? That's yeah, that's a good Yeah, I'm not – I'm going to – you you expect greatness from Aaron okay, Donald. That's, I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm going to stick with the defensive line. I'm going to go with Michael Hoyt, setting a vertical edge, right? Again, if you want to get to Jared Goff, you talked about it earlier, you have to set a physical vertical edge and not allow these guys to bounce. You have to make sure that – and you're understanding this – you're going into Detroit with a head coach that said, we want to bite off kneecaps. We want to be physical. We <sighs> want to do painful. all these things, right? Like, yeah. you have to match that intensity. And I think with Bobby Brown on the inside, Michael Hoyt to the strong side, that's going to be very important, right? You're going to have to make sure. And at 300, and again, I think the Rams have been underrated. At 300 pounds at an outside linebacker, to be able to go against a tight end, you have to win those matchups. Or if you're going against Pene Sewell or uh, Taylor Decker, you have to make sure – that you you lock you're locked in because those do it's gonna be a heck of a day for him. Brett Maher was my second pick. I don't think I need to elaborate. Demarco, back to you. Look, we we were players at one point, right? And we we were always taught what if he misses or whatever, it should it should not have come down to a place kick, right? It should not have come down to a field goal to win a game, right? You know what the situation is. This is the playoffs. This is it. You know what the situation is. You you know what the situation is? No, this is the playoffs. You what gotta, you, you got to do your job? Without work. You can't hide. You, you can't, can't hide. Anybody. You can't hide anybody in this Every situation. Every corner of your roster has to show up, and if they don't, you won't be playing again next week. So Brett Maher's got to have a good game. My mentality on defense: if it comes down to a field goal, it's my fault, and Why? I would because that's the way you should think. When, when, when you're but what do they say? Ninety eight percent of the league is is like one score games. It's like three points. Well, then you just can't have it. Then you got to beat them by more than one score. You give me Brett yeah. as a proxy for the kicking game right. at large, right? Yeah, like yeah. It's not just his right foot. No. It's snap. You got to cover guys, yeah, too. It's all, it's all yeah. You got to cover them up, too. Cover. Absolutely. No doubt. You got one more pick. You got another individual on your oh, mind? Oh, man. Well, let's see. Well, you know, I'll, uh, just for fun, it's the same guy on the other side. Uh, it is Aaron Donald, actually, because he had the week off. And we were talking about this about, about Hutchinson. He is on an absolute heater. I think he's had five sacks his last two weeks. And he has the benefit of crowd noise. So he is on a roll, and he's one of those momentum guys. Well, Aaron had the week off, which I think is great for him. Recharge. We didn't need you in San Fran. Get healthy. Because I need everything you've got in Detroit to win this football game. I mean, really, if Why it is to small? be, Why are you grinning like it that? is up to There's him. There's so many guys to talk about. We could go like a whole draft, a whole yeah. seven rounds. But, but you said ahead. guard to guard, right? Yeah, guard to guard. That includes him. And you know what Campbell is going to try to do. He's going to try to run through Aaron. He's going to oh. try to make a statement, right? Mm-hmm. So you need Aaron to be that guy, to turn that back. So that is my biggest, outside of Matthew Stafford. That is the guy that could change everything. It reminds me of what Kyle Shanahan used to do until Aaron had that four that four sack game that was crazy with the strip fumble mm-hmm. and they were running at him and Kyle was like, "Listen, the next time we play this team, we will never run at him again. Toss we'll, away. We will go away." Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell's stubborn enough to try it, and I think it's going to be time for Aaron Donald to have one of those games again where when you run at me, you're going to see how good I really am because again, I'm getting triple teamed all the time, but in this running game. I'm going to get after these guys. Uh, okay. Uh, I went two defensive got guys. You got Bobby and Michael Hoyt. Yeah, I'm, I'm building the trenches, man. We mm. got The trenches are going to win this game. Um, last but not least, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Higby. The Higgs. And, and I will tell yeah. you why. As much as McVay can manipulate those middle linebackers, 
you've seen that those guys struggle in coverage as well. Anzalone does a great job of blitzing and those type of things. Mm -hmm. And I know Kyron does a great job of picking up the blitz, but it's attacking that middle and getting those. You have a rookie out there sometimes playing. They got different guys. Mm -hmm. Tyler Higby has to take advantage of whatever that is. They're not going to put Brian Branch on him. Right, so you're going to be the guy that's going to have the the third or fourth guy covering you. You got to make you have to make the most of your plays, and he got a week off, and he's kind of been getting going too. Um, to me, I think if he's able to catch four or five passes, critical passes on third down, um, that'll be huge for the, for the Rams. How good is this matchup? I got the ninth and final pick, and I could still take Cooper Cup or Ernest Jones. Oh, I was going to do that, but I didn't want to go all defense. Um, but I think I got to go Kyron because of what you just said. Mm -hmm. One, because he's been the secret ingredient to the Rams' success. Like in a year in which everyone is saying the running back position doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh, does he matter? And he matters in so many ways. But what you just pointed out with Anzalone is important to me. Like he is a better pass protector than either of the two Detroit running backs. Like I think that's one of his competitive edges. And Detroit gets pressure not just from their outside, but also from all three levels of their defense. Linebacker and that Melifonwu mm -hmm. is coming too. Oh, and, and and so who's your blitz pickup? Kyron has been fantastic in that regard. And I think he can influence this game in so many ways. And then just one other thing. The contrast in roster construction, right? When you talk about Brad Holmes going from L.A. to Detroit, the way he constructed that thing, he did what you're not supposed to do. He used two first-round picks, not in replacing Jared Goff, but in an off-ball linebacker and in a running back. Like, that's a huge analytics no-no. And they've both <laughs> right. been great. Like, yeah, yeah. Campbell and Giz have been great. But Kyron's a day-three guy. And if he's the best running back at Ford Field on Sunday night, the Rams are playing again next week. I, I hope so. Um, I, I think he has been the difference since the bye, and he has been the difference in this football team running it the way they've run it. And it it's really helps. You know you know what running the football does. You're a running back. Yeah. What it does to a defense. I mean, you have to honor it. And if when you start to, you have to take guys out of coverage. And if you take guys out of coverage, guess what you just exposed yourself to? Nine in those receivers. So running, running, running could be a great decoy or start shaking tackles and get off on your own and win the game on your own. Uh, I will say this. I think Kyron doesn't get enough credit. And it was it was the Giants. It just flashed my mind. Stafford dropped back and they sent the blitz. And I mean, it looked like Kyron and this guy just ran like two trains in the night. But when he hit him, there was no pushback after that. It was like a wall was game set. Over. Stone. It was like he's a, he's a sixth offensive lineman out there. And to me – that is going to be huge because, again, we know Stafford has to have the ability to step up and read. And if you give Stafford that extra second, that means that defense has to cover an yeah. extra second. Um, and, and I think more than anything, he's helped more. I know the running game has done a great job, but in the passing game, picking up blitzes, identifying blitzes, he's done way better than a lot, a lot of these other guys in the National Football League. So, to me, he's done a great job. I, see, I, this says there's too many guys. Let's, let's go one more That's round. Gonna, you want, nah. it's, well, look, the, the guy you just mentioned is the most important guy. It's Matthew Stafford. He's got to be Matthew Stafford-like. He's got to be that guy he was in Detroit. He's got to be that guy he was here. And you've got to protect him. You've got to do the same thing they're doing for Jared Goff. Protect him with a run game and expose that defense to real, man coverage. Real quick, uh, yeah. I had Rob Havenstein on the podcast this week. Did you know that he didn't know that Mike LaFleur was calling plays last week? The operation was so seamless, <laughs> passing through Carson's yeah. headset, and they were going off the wristband or whatever. 
that apparently McVeigh passing the play sheet was like lost on other parts of that huddle. That's how seamless the operation was. I bring that up only because that's awesome. I mean, there's no guarantee Matthew's going to be able to hear Sean McVeigh in his helmet this oh. weekend. To, to your point, yeah, like yeah. he's got to be able to solve the puzzle at the line of scrimmage. So did they do they go to the the wristband thing as well? I don't think any team in the league is more prepared to go silent count than the Rams. Oh, I yeah. think they've done it more than any other yeah. team. Yeah, so it's going to be loud. It's going to affect the team because crowd noise does, but I think they're equipped to handle it. But, but like you said before, they've done it here. Like, I know the mm-hmm. Philly game was loud. Like, they, they, like when you play some of these teams that travel, yeah, but yeah. I, I like I like us, <laughs> right? Like, I think that's what, like, the kids say. Like, I like me. Yeah, yeah. I like us in this situation, <laughs> right? I like, like us. I like us. I, I, I do. When you look around the league, like, I don't think there's a team, maybe Baltimore, that's playing better. Maybe. And when you saw the way the Rams dominated them, it's just like, okay, like, I like us. How many consecutive Rams picks have you made on NFL Network? Uh, I think I'm – what? <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> All the way back from 2016. Wow. Coming from the guy whose New Year's resolution was don't, don't change don't a thing. Don't change a thing, I love it. Last chance for a key to the game. Doesn't have to be an individual. Just give me what you think determines the outcome on Sunday night before we go. Special teams. Uh-oh. That is me. Special teams, I, I believe the offense is ready. The defense is ready. Special teams has to step up. And they did a better job in week 18, better energy, better effort. Uh, still missed the kick. But special teams has to be – it's the playoffs. Every point matters. And uh, when you don't have another chance and their special teams is solid, that can be the difference of the game. We did say last week that I, I felt like the Rams were trying to cover their weaknesses on special teams mm-hmm. instead of shooting their shot and, and letting it rip, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't like being in that position, and I was just guilty of saying, uh-oh, when you brought up special teams. Like, this can't be an uh-oh week. This has to be like, this is going to be our best third phase of the entire season. Like, that disposition just And that's just change. a terrible way to be like. I hope so. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I don't even, you don't have to be great, though. You just have to be – what I'm. you have to match – like your coverage has to like you're gonna punt in this game, and when you punt, you have to make sure that he's tackled or his, the ball's out of bounds. I will say this: that Dan Campbell has been one of, if not the most aggressive fourth down decision makers. Like, forget all the goal line yeah. stuff and two point conversion in Dallas. That's just one extrapolation of how he lives. Maybe Sean McVay is gravitating more towards if we're going down, we're going down with Matthew Stafford's right arm. I like not that. kicking anything. I I would love that. Uh, I just remember the last time Detroit was here. How many fakes did they have? Oh my! You remember that? Oh my God! So aggressive, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again up there. But I mean, I don't think the environment is going to change Dan Campbell one bit. Do you? No. I think he's going to be just as aggressive, maybe even overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they win. That's what they are. Um, my key, I'll just say this, man. I mean, we know what Detroit is. Detroit is, especially on offense. They are trying to keep Jared Goff in that comfort zone by running the football. So stop the run. Uh, that's got to be job number one defensively. You stop the run, I think everything flows from that because if it, if it becomes a game about arms, I think our quarterback is better than the one they have, and that's with all due respect. So, uh, But if they run the football up and down the field, you're going to have issues. Uh, I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all, but stopping the run will give you a great chance to win up there. Man, I hope we get to do this again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I'm not talking like season-end recap. I'm saying, man, I hope we get to preview a game next week. It's been awesome hanging out with you guys all season. You don't season. have one? What? <laughs> you don't have a, a, a key to the game? No. Yeah. Give me your key. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. What are you what are you doing? I think I spent all mine. No, you got one in there. You got you got you got so many come on. I you mean, got... I want to say red zone because Jared and Matthew have been 
arguably the two best red zone quarterbacks in the league. And finishing drives rather than settling for three is always important. Uh, I'll never go turnovers in a moment like this because that goes without saying. Mm, I just shook. But yeah. how about just like a master class from the head coach of the Rams, right? Like Sean McVay is that dude. He's proven it again. He's now the second winningest coach in Rams history. He took last week off too. I don't really mean that when I say it, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. he recharged himself for this moment right here. He didn't pour into that San Francisco game plan. He poured into his players, but not into that game plan, which tells me he's going to be good to go Sunday night. I like that one. Yeah. That's why we needed you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. That's the way to end it. Let's get it. Are we going Detroit-style pizza on Saturday night, or you guys got something else in mind? I'm in. Let's go. Come on. I have work Saturday night. Oh, look Uh-oh. at you. I'll stop. I'll, be, I'll meet you guys. <laughs> we'll, have it, we'll, have it, we'll have it Sunday See night. See you on game day. Yeah. All right, man. For MJD, for DeMarco Farr, and for each and every one of you that has watched and supported Between the Horns throughout this season, let's keep it rolling. How many wins to a Lombardi? Uh, Four more. Starts with one in Detroit. Starts with four great quarters in Detroit. Have a great week, everyone. Between the Horns, as always, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers.